Hello and welcome to our new preaching series in the Book of Acts. We are really excited about digging into the Book of Acts and we just feel that it's so relevant to where we are now and there's loads for us to discover and I think it's going to really help us in the days ahead um, and where we find ourselves now. So um, do be reading the book, read ahead, um, get familiar with it as, as we start to talk about it. Also, just to recommend um, a couple of things, Phil Moore's Straight to the Heart series on the Book of Acts um, ch chops it up into bite-sized chunks, if you like, that you can kind of read every day. It's a really helpful resource. Um, also, he did a series of vlogs all through the early part of lockdown, um, starting back in March um, on the Book of Acts. I think you'll still find them on YouTube. They're called Scattered, Scattered People. Um, do go and have a look at them as well. They're brilliant. Um, as you can see, a little bit different today. I'm doing this from home. So we've been isolating as a family all this week, which has been interesting. Um, so if you hear any strange noises in the background or it sounds like a zoo, that kind of thing, then bear with me. That is just the effects of five people who haven't been out of the house all week. So the Book of Acts. Why look at the Book of Acts at this point and what's the relevance of it. Um, let me just give you four things on the way in. The first thing is that Acts, of course, is a, a kind of earth-shaking moment in the history of the world. Jesus has died, he's come back to life again, and the church is being born and spreading um, out from the Middle East. It's a significant moment in history that then changes uh, the whole course of history from then on. It's not the same for us now, but there's something about this pandemic and its global reach and the unsettling and the uncertainty that it's brought. That means uh, that there's a similar earth shaking moment, I believe, that we're in. And so Acts is helpful in that regard. The second thing is this, that it's a moment of transition for God's people. So um, for the early church, obviously for um Jesus's disciples and um, the apostles, uh, actually, because we're so familiar with it, I think often we forget that this is a hugely difficult moment for them. It, they must have been so nervous and uncertain and uh, they didn't know what was happening, really. They'd gathered to this guy, to Jesus. They'd been with him for three years, pretty much all the time. And suddenly he's going. He's he's uh, given them some promises, but now he's left. Uh, um, and they're left kind of wondering what's going to happen next. Similarly for us, um, we've spoken a lot about the promises that God has made to us about coming into a new era. We never knew that it was going to look like this. Um, and there's a lot that, uh, whilst God said that, there's a lot that we don't know about it and we need to be ready to respond to what he's doing. Um, and so I believe that Acts is really helpful in that as well. That's the second thing. The third thing is that I believe that Acts is going to help us respond personally to this moment. It's a, uh, it's a moment of huge amounts of uncertainty. We're not able to plan. Uh, we're maybe concerned about our health or the health of loved ones. We're feeling disconnected from people. Uh, we can't go about friendships and relationships in the way that we normally do. Same with church. Um, maybe jobs are uncertain. Maybe uh, we're not sure about our income in the days. There's a huge amount that is potentially worrying and um, unsettling right now. And I think it's um, important to say that it's OK um, to find it hard at this moment. Um, 
And I think that the book of Acts is going to have loads of helpful stuff for us at at this moment. In fact, I'd love to just pray for us right now, actually, if you're finding this moment difficult in whatever way, whether it's relationships or health or isolation or just not be able to do church or finances, whatever it is. Let's just bring it to God, even as we begin to look at this um, earth shaking uh, time in the book of Acts. Father, I want to pray for each person listening to this message today. I pray that you would pour out your spirit. I pray that you would bring peace. Lord, I pray that you would break off anxiety and fear. Lord, I pray that we might um, be able to put our confidence in you, knowing that you're in control, knowing that your promise is that you work all things together for good for those who love you and are called by you according to your purpose. So, Father, we pray come. We pray come into each household, each home, each life. Lord, fill us afresh. May we have that assurance of knowing you're walking through these things with us, Lord, that you've seen the beginning, the end from the beginning, Lord, that uh, you have all that we need. I pray a blessing on you today in the name of Jesus. Amen. Okay, that's the third thing. I believe that Acts will help us respond to this moment personally. Acts is full of um, challenges, setbacks, persecution, um, new things that the church encounters, decisions that have to be made, but also full of amazing encounters with God and the spread of the gospel going to all sorts of different people in lots of different settings. Um, And the stories of that happening, I believe, is going to encourage us, excite us, focus us in the days ahead. The fourth thing is this, I believe that Acts will help us to seize this moment to reimagine what church should be like. So we know that we're going into a new era. We know that there's all sorts of restrictions on the way that we're going to be able to meet in the days ahead. We've had lots of challenges with meeting online. We know the, the difficulty of that. We know the disconnection. We're not sure what church is going to look like. And yet in this moment, we feel that God actually is wanting to cause us to examine our hearts, to look at what's important, to say, actually, are there things that we need to change, do differently, different priorities, different agendas? Um, and it's a moment to re-examine the way that we are as the people of God and how we do church. And so what better place to look than the book of Acts for the DNA, if you like, of church. This is where church is born, where the basics are put in place. And so this is an opportunity to um, give us some tools, if you like, as we re-examine, as we to say to God in our day and in this moment, what, what, what does it mean to be the people of God? Uh, what what are you asking us to do? What does church look like? So I, I believe that Acts is going to help us in all those areas. OK, that's the introduction. Um, let's read chapter one now, verses one to 11, and then we'll just pull a, uh, one or two applications out of that today. OK, in my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach until the day he was taken up to heaven after giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. After his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised which you have heard me speak about. For John baptised with water, but in a few days you will be baptised with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked, Lord, are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? 
He said to them, it's not for you to know the times or dates the Father has set by his own authority, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes and a cloud hid him from their sight. They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way that you have seen him go into heaven. And let's begin by um, just giving us four solid foundations um, from the scripture that we can kind of put all our security in in this moment of transition so uh, as I was thinking about that this the picture that I've got in mind is that uh, we're in a little tent and it's kind of flapping around in the in the wind Uh, it's all uh, a bit unnerving at the moment but let me let's find four solid tent pegs to put into the ground at this moment and these are those verse three we're after his suffering he presented himself to them and gave them many convincing proofs that he was alive. So we're all about Jesus's resurrection. Our faith is rooted in history and in the fact that Jesus died in our place and came back to life overcoming death. That's our first tent peg. Our second one is this, we're all about the kingdom of God. So the second part of verse three, he appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. Okay, this is not about gateway. This is not about church. This is not about us looking inward at this moment. This is about God advancing his kingdom, no matter what else is going on. Whatever happens with COVID, whatever the outcome is, whatever the days ahead look like, his kingdom is advancing and he's doing it through us, wherever he's placed us in every every sphere of society, our prayer is let your kingdom come, God. Number three, the third tent peg we want to put in the ground today is this. We're all about the ends of the earth. So verse eight, but you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes and you'll be my witnesses to in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria and to the ends of the earth. OK, this is never just about our patch. This is never just about Swindon. This thing is going to the ends of the earth. We know ever since the start of, the, uh, of this church, we're to, be, to, we're to think globally, internationally. Um, if you're listening to this on Sunday, then there's a new church being planted in our family of churches in Perth, Australia. That's pretty much the ends of the earth. Um, so let's pray for Paul and Julianne Kong today as they launch Kairos Church in Perth, Australia. This thing that we're involved with is going to the ends of the earth. Tent peg number four, we're all about the hope of Jesus's return. So verse 11, this same Jesus who has been taken from you into heaven will come back in the same way you've seen him go. So that is our hope. Whatever is changing around us, whatever happens in our circumstances, all the uncertainty, the certain hope we have is that Jesus is coming back and we have a future that is in a new heavens and new earth. Amen. That's exciting, isn't it? Okay, four more things now, four final things, four applications for us. How do we um, how do we approach the days that we find ourselves in from this passage in Acts one? The first thing is this. Let's admit that we're not in control and that's okay. 
So verse 7 tells us this, doesn't it? It's not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority. One of the things about this time has been kind of challenging false idols, things that we put as gods in our lives, hasn't it? And actually they need to come down. One of them is self and the idea that we're in control, that we can handle things. It's all over our news right now, isn't it? But we're not in control, but we know the one who is. That's the exciting thing. What, what is God's big plan in this? Is, is revival about to come? What's going to happen next? We don't know, but God knows, and that mo- makes it okay. The other thing is this, isn't it? This is about what Jesus is doing. So verses, at the beginning of, of, of um, chapter one says this, I wrote to you about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. So that was the book of Acts. Sorry, that was the book of Luke, wasn't it? Um, that was what Jesus began to do. The implication being, of course, that the book of Acts is what Jesus continues to do. And that's true of us today as well, that our lives and our church and the kingdom advancing in our day is what Jesus continues to do. It's not what we're doing, it's what Jesus is continuing to do. So this is all about looking to him, following his instructions. Uh, Great summary in the message version of verse seven. Timing is the father's business. What you'll get is the Holy Spirit. So it's okay. let's admit we're not a control, but we know the one who is. The second one is this. Um, Following on from that, let's ask the Holy Spirit for instructions and for power. So again, back to verse one. He gave instructions through the Holy Spirit. Jesus did to the apostles he had chosen. And then again in verse eight, you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you. So we know the one who is in control and he's given us his Holy Spirit. And the the onus is on us to come to him and to keep coming to him, to ask for instructions and to ask for power to do the things that he calls us to do. And, you know, all through this period of the coronavirus, um, we we looked at it in the book of Exodus, didn't we? This whole thing of going to uh, God daily for the manna, for what we need each day and relying on him, going to him, knowing that we can't do things in our own strength. We don't have the resources that we need each day, but every day we're to go to him. Give us today, Lord, our daily bread. Give us that manna, that uh, resource that is only for today. And we've got to keep doing that. I believe that 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 hasn't gone away. We need to keep coming. We need to keep coming for instructions. We need to keep coming, asking him um, for his power. Uh, We're involved in what Jesus is continuing to do in our day. Um, I I was thinking about this, you know, if we don't keep going to him for instructions and for the things that we need to do uh, all the time, then, you know, it's a bit like inviting someone into your house to get some work done and you kind of invite them in the door and they go upstairs and start ripping stuff out and changing stuff around. It's like, hang on a minute, this is my house. I haven't given you any instructions yet about what you're supposed to be doing. And so often I think that we assume that we know, but actually, no, we we need to keep coming to God every day for the instructions and the power of the Holy Spirit, that we might be directed by him, that we might have his priorities, that we might know in these days what he would have us do and what he's about. It's, I, I know I'm always going on about the, the morning prayer meetings that are every day, but it, it's been just such a great model, if you, a picture, if you like, of going at the start of every day to God and saying, look, we put this day in front of you, God, and we need you this day. Um, And we're dependent on you this day. And I think that needs to be our posture in these days. 
Um, there was a brilliant thing Stephen Lowe said in one of the meetings this week. Uh, well done, Stephen, for this one. I've been thinking about it all week. He said, let prayer be our strategy. We don't need clever strategies. Our strategy is prayer. Our strategy is coming to God every day and being dependent on him. OK, so that's the second thing. Keep coming to him for instructions and power. And the third thing is this. Be careful what you spend your time doing. So firstly, who are you connecting with? Um, we had a great reminder uh, last week on the Zoom meeting last Sunday from Ant about just serving one another, blessing one another. Um, the message version of verse four in chapter one of Acts made me laugh. It says this in face to face meetings. Chance would be a fine thing. He talked to them about things concerning the kingdom of God as they met and ate meals together. Um, uh, verse six, again, when they met together, it's uh, for these guys, it was all about meeting and being together and eating together. And I know we're hugely restricted on that right now. And there's also sorts of things we can't do, but there's plenty of things we can do. And let's be those who are quick um, and uh, go out of our way to encourage and to bless and to be in contact with one another. We're still a family. We're still a body. Uh, there's lots of ways, we things we can't do, but there's um, all sorts of ways that we can just give someone a call or drop a gift uh, around at somebody's house, um, pray for somebody, pull in those who are not feeling connect, uh, so connected right now. Really be the body together. Look out for those that we haven't seen or that we're concerned about and be there for one another. Um, the second part of this, what, what are we spending our time doing? You know, I don't know if you've seen the... the this is a bit of a, an aside, but I don't know if you've seen this week um, on Netflix. Uh, I don't know if it's this week, but anyway, the social dilemma, this docudrama all about um, Silicon Valley and the effects on us of social media. And it just reminds me back to the ruthless elimination of hurry and our, uh, the preaching series that we did in the first part of lockdown, which, again, I think is so relevant to us uh, when we ask this question, what are we spending our time doing? Is our time consumed by looking at little screens or um, uh, or are we being there for one another? Are we praying for one another? Are we getting before God to ask for his instructions and his power in these days? And so my second uh, part of this point, if you like, is what are we spending our time looking at? What has got our attention? Uh, verse 11 uh, says this, men of Galilee to the apostles, why do you stand here looking into the sky? I love what Phil Moore says about this. We, we've kind of got good at looking up to the sky together and uh, posture, posturing and um, coming up with ideas about what might be happening or whatever. Uh, we're also quite good at looking at the news and looking down at the ground and uh, getting worried about all that's going on around us. But actually, I believe there's a shift in our attention that God wants to do in these days. So John um, chapter four, verse 35, uh, Jesus says these words. Don't you have a saying? It is still four months until the harvest. I tell you, open your eyes and look at the fields. They are ripe for harvest. So there's a sense of don't spend all your time looking up into the sky and wondering what's going on. But actually, there's a harvest out there. Open your eyes to see the harvest, to see what God is doing, to see this kingdom that is advancing around us and the opportunities that we have. And to say to God, what are your instructions for us? Lord, empower us to be witnesses in these days. So what are we spending our time on and where where is our attention? Let's look at the harvest. And my final point on this, be ready to wait 
and to witness. So verse five says this, do not leave Jerusalem, but wait. There's something that God wants to do in our hearts in this moment. We're to be those who wait on him, wait in in the Bible, wait in worship, wait before God, uh, wait for his instructions, wait to see what he, he wants to do. Uh, wait to see what he wants to do in our hearts, what he wants to challenge, what he wants to change. But then also this great call that you will be my witnesses, verse 8, in Jerusalem, in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. From here on in, this has to be our main agenda, doesn't it? Not not what's going on in church or how we can gather or what that might look like, but actually that we're to be witnesses. It'll only come as we wait on God, as we wait for him and we follow what he's doing. This is Don't forget, this is what Jesus is continuing to do amongst us. Um, But I believe the timing of what is going on at the moment is incredible. God has allowed things to be disrupted. He's also prepared our hearts uh, with a lot of unity, particularly in Swindon recently, uh, of the body that is ready. But also I believe that we're in a moment of amazing opportunity um, and we need to pray. We need to wait on God with this priority that these are days in the broadest sense that we are witnesses Uh, to Jesus and to what he's doing um, by our serving, by our um, loving, by our explaining what the hope is in workplaces, in family, in school, wherever God has put us, we're witnesses. And that has to be our priority, working that out in the days ahead and asking God um, what he wants to do with us. It's exciting As we read Acts, let's pray, God, break in on us at this moment. Lead us in these days, Lord, with everything that's going on around us. May we learn from this blueprint uh, what it is that you would have us do. Amen.